0: can you share with us this morning on on where Omicron is and how much of a threat it is? Well the one thing that's very clear and there's no doubt about this is this extraordinary capability of spreading its transmissibility capability. It is just, you know, raging through through the world, really. Trying hard to make it right. <laughs> What's up, what's up, what's up my LA fam Welcome to another episode of LA Courtside Podcast Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network And sponsored by DraftKings.com Before I get into my Lakers and Clippers talk Just want to briefly talk about the virus uh, That's spreading again throughout this country and this particular virus, and what effect it is having on the sports world, including the NBA, of course. That one clip that you just heard was an interview that uh, Dr. Fauci had with Meet the Press, and uh, pretty much asking him uh, the effects of this Omicron virus, and, and you know, basically what it's doing to the country. And as like Dr. Fauci said, it is spreading like wildfires now I I don't normally get into political talk on this podcast this is a sports podcast you know I'm not going to get into whether or not people should take the uh, get the vaccination or not that's one reason why I put on there Bobby Brown is my prerogative you know one of the best jams of the last say 20 30 years Bobby Brown my prerogative Of course, it's everyone's right to get the vaccine if they, you know, if they want to get it or not. Everybody has different beliefs. Everybody has different feelings about it. And yes, it is their prerogative on whether or not they want to get this vaccine. So I'm really not going to get into that piece. I myself, if you can tell by my voice, that does not sound the same on this episode. I am just now recovering from the COVID virus myself even though i have been vaccinated so i'm assuming maybe i got the omicron i, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, bad symptoms just a scratchy throat again as you could probably tell by my voice and you know a little cough here and there but nothing major but in the sports world this thing is canceling games not only in the nba but in the nfl or postponing games, I should say, in the NFL. We actually had a Tuesday night NFL football game that the L.A. Rams played in. And uh, the National Hockey League, they have postponed games. In the NBA, right now, as of the time of this recording, there are about upwards of 90 NBA players that's in COVID protocol. And obviously, it is a fluid, fluid list. Every day, you see different players going into the protocol. I was watching the uh, Clippers and Sacramento game last night, and again, I'll get to the Clippers and the Lakers in a moment. I was watching that game last night, and it was just an eerie feeling. I mean, uh, players on both sides were in COVID protocol. Uh, as far as the Clippers go, Reggie Jackson was in COVID protocol. Marcus Morris Sr. was in COVID protocol. The Sacramento Kings had a few players in COVID protocol and the game just didn't look the same NBA games in the last couple of weeks they just have not looked the same Adam Silver the commissioner of the NBA when they interviewed him has said that the NBA does not have any plans as of right now to put a pause on the season but trust and believe folks in 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 basketball hockey and the NFL maybe not so much the NFL because they're getting close to the end of their season but There are definitely talks about postponing sports, whether it be professional sports, college sports, high school sports. This virus is just is is spreading again like wildfires. And it doesn't seem like anyone knows what the hell to do about it. You know, even even the president. And again, I don't normally get into politics or anything like that. It's only so much that President Biden can do. But this this thing seems like it's gotten over their heads as well. So where's professional sports going to go from this point forward? And, you know, specifically the NBA. You know, people want to want to see the stars. They want to see the stars play. And, you know, nowadays you're just not seeing all teams being whole. The Los Angeles Lakers, they are no exception. You know, few players on COVID, COVID protocol for the Lakers as well. And when you're watching these games, you know, when you've or when you paid your ticket to go to a basketball game and you see three or four players out by COVID protocol, but those ticket prices are not going to drop. That's for sure. They're not going to drop ticket prices just because, you know, a couple of star players are on protocol. You know, you you're, you're going to be pissed off. But, you know, what can you do about it? What can you do? Again, not going to get into the. Hey, whether or not you should get the shot or not, that's your prerogative, as Bobby Brown mentioned. But this is a fluid situation, and I'm not so sure what's going to happen moving forward uh, in the NBA. That's why they pay Adam Silver the millions and millions of dollars that he gets paid to try to figure this thing out. So let's just hope that this virus is eventually contained and we're never going to eradicate this thing i can tell you that right now at least that's my opinion it's never going to be eradicated like say polio or something like that it's we're going to have this thing pretty much every year it's almost going to be like the flu where you know people are going to get vaccinated people are going to get boosters and you're going to have people that's that's steadfast against getting anything like that so This is something that we're going to have to deal with and professional sports is going to have to deal with it as well. So, again, let's just hope that hope and pray that, uh, hey, the Lord has mercy on this man and, um, and and help help us get through this thing. So with that, I want to speak on the aforementioned L.A. Clippers. Again, the game I was watching last night against the Kings. Well, before I even get to that game, the Clippers have lost three of their last four games. They lost at Utah 124-103. to They lost at OKC 104-103. to That's the particular game with my main man, Shea Gill, one of my favorite players in the NBA, shot the three-point dagger at the buzzer to beat the clip joint. And the Clippers actually played pretty well in that game, especially Luke Kennard, who scored 27 points, may have had his best game of the season. And the inexplicable loss to the San Antonio Spurs, not necessarily that they lost to the Spurs, they did lose at the Staples Center. And matter of fact, that was the last game that the Clippers played at the Staples Center, or at least the name called Staples Center. Their next game in L.A., it would be called the Crypto.com Arena. But in that particular game against San Antonio, it looked like the Clippers just came out as about as lethargic as can be. And, you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with the players that they were uh, missing, the COVID protocol and things like that. It's taken a toll on a lot of teams, a lot of players, a lot of coaches and things like that. But this thing is happening with all teams in the NBA, so there's really no excuse for them to come out and play the way that they did. I mean, they were just – out-rebounded big time, out-rebounded big time by the San Antonio Spurs, who collected 23 offensive rebounds. I mean, it was just atrocious the way that the Clippers were uh, boxing out, or not boxing out, I should say, and allowing the San Antonio Spurs just to crash crash the boards. Paul George mentioned that a lot of teams are going to do this to the Clippers because they're not afraid— of the Clippers fast break game and he actually has a point there so a lot of teams are just gonna hey just send four guys to just crash the boards we'll keep one guy back but we're not afraid of the Clippers fast break capabilities let's just put it like that they're not you know a running gun fast break type of team you know they'll pick their spots and you know they'll they'll get a fast break every now and then but teams are just not afraid of that so they're sending a lot of a lot of players to the boards, and the Clippers are frequently getting out rebounded. This this game again against um, San Antonio that they lost one sixteen and ninety two. The San Antonio Spurs, uh, Poulter, Poulter, the big center, thirty minutes, eight out of thirteen from the field. He had eleven rebounds, five of them offensive. Scored seventeen points. They had no answer for him. No answer for him. And DeJounte Murray, he's one of the best young players in this league. If you guys have never seen him play before, kid played 31 minutes, 10 out of 22 from the field. He also had 11 rebounds, and he scored 24 points. So, and then you had the rest of the Spurs, you know, guys like Dougie McDermott, Dougie McBuckets, 16 points, you know, 7 out of 13 from the field. You know, they had no answer for him either. So, They, Clippers, again, they just did not play well. They did not come out with a lot of energy. Looked very, very lethargic. Paul George, 31 minutes, 8 out of 17 from the field. Scored 25 points. That was his first game back from the elbow injury. And he looked pretty good for the first time coming back from that injury. Again, 25 points, 8 out of 17 from the field. Terrence Mann was in that starting lineup. He scored 11 points. He played okay. Luke Kennard. By the way, has been playing very, very well lately in this particular game. Uh, he had an off night, 28 minutes, only two of eight from the field for five points. But Luke Kennard has been playing very, very well in the last, I would say, dozen or so games. And once everybody gets whole on the Clippers and they get all their players back, I believe Luke Kennard should be a mainstay in that starting lineup because when he's in there, the offense seems like it flows a little smoother. And, and when that kid is out, uh, out behind that arc shooting that three, when he's on, the, the, the Clippers seems to do very, very well when that is the case, when Luke Kennard is on. So I would think that the starting lineup would be your Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Marcus Moore Sr. when he gets back, uh, Visha Zubak, And Luke Kennard should be that fifth starter. You still have Terrence Mann that you can bring off the bench. You still have Nicholas Batum, the consummate professional that you can bring off the bench. Serge Ibaka, you know, you never know how his back is going to be feeling from game to game. But if he's healthy, he's a very, very good player coming off the bench. And, of course, we got Bledsoe who has taken on this role as being uh, a bench player. And has taken that on very well. He has a very, very good attitude. He has not been whining and crying about starting or anything like that. So you have him coming off the bench. And then you still have the youngster, Brandon Boston Jr. BBJ, Brandon Boston Jr. Now he's going to be a roller coaster, Clipper fans. You know, he's going to be up. He's going to be down. So you have to be patient with him. You know, he's not going to have the game like he had against Boston a few games ago, every single game where he had his career high, whatever he scored, 27, 28 points in that particular game. You're not going to see that on a consistent basis from Brandon Boston Jr., but it, it, there's going to be learning pains with him, and that's okay. That is absolutely okay. He is going to be a star in the making, in my opinion. And then, of course, you have Hartenstein coming off the bench as well. He's also on the shelf right now, though, with a, with a left ankle sprain. But when this team is whole, the Clippers are very, very good. Now, are they going to be a continue, contender to make it to the Western Conference Finals? As of right now, I do not see them beating the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors at all if it came to a playoff series. But once you get to the playoffs, you just never know. You never know how teams are gonna respond. You don't know what the injury situation is gonna be at the end of the season with Phoenix. Phoenix may have some injuries. Golden State may have some injuries. We don't know if Kawhi Leonard is gonna be back or not uh, at that particular time, but we shall see. All you have to do is make the playoffs. And of course, anything can happen when you do that so the los angeles clippers again they're just like many teams in the nba they're just trying to get through this COVID protocol um series that we're in in the nba right now that i can call it it's it's just really really deflating really really deflating across the nba what's going on right now uh the next clippers game is sunday december 26 against the denver nuggets And then on Monday, they play the Brooklyn Nets. And then they go on a East Coast swing where they have to go to Boston, at Toronto, and at Brooklyn. So these next five games are going to be really, really tough for the Clippers. Again, you got Denver, Brooklyn twice, Boston, and Toronto. Those are going to be very, very tough games. And we're going to see what this team is really, really made of. They cannot come out and play like they did against the San Antonio Spurs. You just cannot do that. You cannot come out lethargic like that. The game I just mentioned last night uh, against Sacramento, they came out with a whole lot more energy, and they finally beat Sacramento. They had lost two games earlier this season against Sacramento, but last night they finally beat Sacramento, and again, maybe it's because Sacramento had uh, some players out there. Aaron Fox did not play in that game last night, and we all know that he's a L.A. killer, but... Uh, Give the Clippers some credit. Everybody's on the same playing field now when it comes to this COVID thing, so they gutted out a 105-89 to victory over the Sacramento Kings, and they played pretty well, uh, especially Serge Baca, who probably had his best game of the season playing 20 minutes, 7 out of 9 from the field, scoring 17 points. Paul George didn't have the greatest shooting game. He was only 6 out of 18 for 17 points. Eric Bledsoe, however, who was back in the starting lineup, again because of some COVID protocols, he was 8 out of 15 from the field, scoring 19 points. He also had 8 rebounds, 7 assists. That may have been one of his handful of best games of the season uh, since he has – rejoin the LA Clippers. Terrence Mann, 6 out of 9, 13 points. Points. He played okay. So, again, they were without uh Luke Kennard, actually who has a uh a slight hip injury, and they were still without Marcus Morris senior as well, and also hartenstein did not play. So, say all that to say a very very good victory. By the Clippers, even though it was uh, over the Sacramento Kings, and I tell you what, that game last night again is so deflating when you don't see, you know, the best players on the floor on either side. But I tell you what, that Sacramento Kings crowd—it's like a tomb in there, man. I mean, it's that that game is almost like, you know, it's almost like therapy to put you to sleep. The crowd, anyway. It's—I remember back in the day, boy, when they had you know Chris Webber and you know White Chocolate and those guys, man. That that place used to be rocking oh it was like a tomb last night. I mean, just just dead. I mean, I, boy, that's a place Sacramento. I've never been there before, but I've heard a lot of things about it and the things I hear about it is not good when it comes to excitement, but it was just something I noticed in that game last night. So, at this point in the season, the LA Clippers are 17 and 15. You know, just muddling around, you know, 500 and um We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes between now and, uh, and say the midpoint of the season. They, as long as they continue to play like they are, you know, they'll make the playoffs right now. I would consider them like a six seed or something like that. They'll make, you know, they'll make the playoffs. You don't want to get in that old stupid play in tournament. I can tell you that you don't want to be a seven, eight, nine, or 10 seed. You want to make that top six. So, that's what the Clippers are or should be focused on moving forward to at least make it to a sixth seed. So with that, before I get to the L.A. Lakers and the Anthony Davis situation, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action packed, highest scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one 800 gambler. Yo Rex in the front. In the front. In full of no. Oh. A pair of injuries tonight for Anthony Davis. One he returned from, the other he will not return from tonight. That was the turned ankle in the first half, came back out to play, and then got run into. And that is a left knee contusion. More tests will be scheduled when the Lakers move on to Chicago. We always talk about Anthony Davis because he's one of the top five players in the league. Right now, he certainly isn't playing that way. What is he right now? I love Anthony Davis, future Hall of Famer. He's one of the top five. Talents in reach, but he's not a top five performer. They need him to play like the Bucks get from Giannis, like Denver gets from Jokic, like the Sixers get from Embiid. All right, all right, all right, L.A. Fam, again, episode number eighty-two of LA Courtside podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by as you just heard draftkings.com so let me get into the LA Lakers a little bit and specifically Anthony Davis um the clip that you just heard that's a that's a song back from back in the day folks new jack swing by but the name of the group is Rex in Effect Rex in Effect And right now, Anthony Davis is simply a wreck. And I tell you what, I tell you what, Laker fans, stop it. Stop it with the trade proposals. I know you're frustrated with Anthony Davis. I know you are. But stop it with the ridiculous trade proposals. You know, some of them that you see on Twitter, that you read on Twitter, you know, a lot of the fans, the knowledgeable Laker fans anyway, they just be joking around saying, hey, uh, we need to ship off Anthony Davis and maybe package THT and 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 bring in Kevin Durant or something like that. Of course, they're joking around. But you have some fans that are really serious about some of the trade proposals. Hey, I'm so disenchanted with Anthony Davis. Why don't we just package him with Taylor Horton Tucker? And a first round draft choice. And why don't we just bring in Carl Anthony Towns? Let's just go out and get Carl Anthony Towns. Really, Laker fans, come on. Stop it already. Stop it with the ridiculous trade rumors. Anthony Davis is not going anywhere. No team is going to be taking on Anthony Davis. But is it really, really fair what's uh, being said about Anthony Davis now? Uh, You know, you have some camps that say, yes, it's absolutely fair. Yes, he is soft. Uh, you heard just uh, Jalen Rose just say he is a top five talent, but he is not a top five performer. You know, a guy like Jalen Rose, who's who played in the NBA, you know, I'll, I'll take that, that, that kid's word for it all day long. Guy knows the league. He's also from Detroit, by the way, of which I am as well. Always like to plug Detroit, uh, even though I'm an L.A. fan. But, you know, Jalen Rose has it right. He's a top five talent. And, but he's not a top five performer. Now, as far as these injuries go, you can call it bad luck. You can say that the, the guy is clumsy as heck. You, you know, you, you can say all those things. I, I think it's really a string of bad luck. I mean, you just heard the clip, uh, Doris Burke, you know, in the, in the Minnesota game, you know, I, I, first of all, he was getting drilled in that game by Carl Anthony Towns. Speaking of Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Anthony Davis was getting punked in that game. By his fellow Kentucky Wildcat He was getting punk Anthony Davis did not look like he wanted to be on the floor Whatsoever I don't know why Carl Anthony Towns seems to have been playing With a lot more I wouldn't say confidence But uh, with a lot more drive and determination In that game I don't know if he has something going on with uh, Anthony Davis But Carl Anthony Towns is a man on a mission And man he was punking Anthony Davis And at first Anthony Davis went down With an ankle injury and he, you know, a yeoman's effort. He went to the locker room. He probably got it taped up, iced up, shot up, cortisone, whatever they do back there. He came out and played. Next thing you know, someone rose up on his leg, and now he's out with a a, a, a torn MCL, and he's going to be out for four weeks. Is that just bad luck? You know, what? what is it with this guy? He has missed in his career. In his career, a hundred and fifty-five basketball games due to injury. Anthony Davis, I'm speaking of hundred and fifty-five games. You know, has this got Teflon? You know, is it is it really a wreck in effect? As as the song goes, I I don't know. I can't I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on it. But I don't think the Lakers are going to win a championship without him. Hell, the way that things are going, I don't think they're going to win a championship with them. You know, it's just been an inconsistent up-and-down season for the Lakers. And you can blame the injuries. You can blame the uh, COVID protocols. The COVID protocols, hey, I'm not, I'm not buying that because all NBA teams are going through that right now. The Lakers had won three straight games against Oklahoma City, Orlando, and Dallas. Nice win at Dallas, a 107-104 to overtime victory in which LeBron James scored 24 points. Then came the Minnesota game. At Minnesota, Minnesota did not have Anthony Edwards in that game. It was Carl Anthony Towns against LeBron, against the big three, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis before he got hurt. Isaiah Thomas was brought up from the G League, scored 19 points in the Minnesota game, played pretty well. But they still had no answer for Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Davis got punked. Then he got injured. Next thing you know, they lose. It's only so much that LeBron James can do. The next couple of games, they lost at Chicago, 115-100. LeBron James scores 31 points, 14 rebounds. And then the Phoenix, they played well coming out the gate, but, you know, Phoenix went on a nice run in that second half, and it was lights out, a 108-90 to loss to the Phoenix Suns. But, again, LeBron James scored 34 points. You know, Laker fans were really thrilled to get Isaiah Thomas back. He played good, uh, uh, again, in that game against Minnesota and also the game against Chicago played pretty well. But then against Phoenix later, eight, 1 out of 11. 1 out of 11 from the field for IT, Isaiah Thomas, back in the house, back in the Staples Center. But again, going back to Anthony Davis, you know, there there's I could see both sides of the argument, you know, uh, a lot of players, I'm not not players, but a lot of fans want to get rid of this guy. Uh I'm not one of them that's ready to get rid of him. Now I do Tease on my uh, podcast episodes here about Anthony Davis. I always say, you know, what's the over/under of Anthony Davis falling to the floor? My over/under is always three point five. Three point five falling to the floor, and when this guy falls to the floor, you know, it's like it's like glass breaking. <laughs> Hear that sound? Sound? Let's do that sound again? Like glass breaking. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when this dude falls to the floor, man. And everybody holds their collective breaths when he falls to the floor. But let's say if Anthony Davis did not have the quote-unquote clumsiness that everyone thinks that he has, did he come in this season in the best of shape? You know, last season he didn't. He wasn't in the best shape last year when that season started. And I'm not so sure he was in the best shape this year when the season started. You know, a Lebron, a guy like LeBron James, man, who's been in the league for 19 years, and he's much older than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis should feel bad or, or, or really, really feel bad when a guy, LeBron James, who's, what, 37 years old, somewhere around there, 37, 38, whatever it is, been in the league for 19 years. Anthony Davis is only 27. Here's a guy 10 years, your senior, and he's in much, much better shape, twice as good a shape as you are. That's an indictment on Anthony Davis. He needs to get that together. As Jalen Rose mentioned, he needs to match the talent that he has with the production. And so far this year, before all the injuries and anything like that, he has not been doing that. He is not, as Jalen Rose mentioned, a top five performer. But again, Laker fans, he's not going anywhere. He is not going anywhere. So, Laker fans, you are stuck with A.D., and they're not going to be trading him for Carl anthony Towns. They're not going to be trading him for Joel Embiid. You, 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 you hear the guys that uh, Jalen Rose mentioned in that clip that, you know, he's a top five talent but not a top five performer such as Joel Embiid. You know, such, such as the Joker, such as the Greek freak. A lot of players seem to think that Anthony Davis can be on that level. And he probably can. But where's the determination? That Minnesota game, his mind was elsewhere. I don't know if the guy is having some personal issues. Um, you know, was he ill in some form or fashion, you know, other than, the, you know, the leg injuries? or I don't know what's going on with it, but his head was not in that game. And the more uh, that Kyle Anthony Thomas was punking him out, the more distant he became in that game. And, you know, sometimes when your mind's not in the game, that's when you can get injured. And when he went down and held that knee, and then when he was walking back through the tunnel, going back to the locker room and inexplicably fell to the ground, you know, the two uh, trainers had to pick him up off the ground and basically carry him back in the locker room. And, boy, oh, boy, did that just open the floodgates for Laker fans just to get on this guy. But, really, can you blame him? Really? Can you blame him? Right now, he is not in favor with L.A. basketball fans at all, and he's going to be out for four weeks, and uh, the 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 Lakers are going to have to, you know, next man up sort of mentality. Some people seem to think that when Anthony Davis is out of the lineup, the Lakers play better. So we we'll, we shall see because they're going to be without him for a month. So without him, they they still lost to Chicago, you know, at Chicago, and and obviously again they lost to. Phoenix, LeBron James, again, he can only do so much. Yes, he is the king. Yes, he is arguably the GOAT. I'm not going to get into that conversation whether or not he's the greatest of all time, but he does belong on Mount Rushmore. You know, that that fictitious NBA uh, Mount Rushmore, he belongs on there. In the game against Chicago, LeBron James played 39 minutes, 11 out of 21 from the field, 31 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. But he was only one out of seven from beyond the arc. Now, LeBron James is not the greatest three-point shooter, but he's not a one-of-seven guy. That Sometimes when a guy goes one for seven and his shot is flat, that shows a sign of fatigue. They don't want LeBron James to be playing 39, 40, 41, 42 minutes and then going into overtime and playing more minutes. That's why they have the big three-plus your Carmelo Anthony and your Dwight Howards and your Zion Rondo, the – the uh, now people are calling the Geritol Club. You know, old geezers as Charles Barkley calls them. Russell Westbrook. Now that Anthony Davis is out, man, you just might as well pick up the slack. Just Russ be Russ, man. Do your thing. I know so far it's been a Ron peg in a square hole type of situation with the Lakers, but it's now, buddy, it's time to step up And just rust be rust and let the chips fall where they may. That's it. The Lakers were desperate. Again, they brought up Isaiah Thomas. He had a 40-point game in the G League. uh, I believe it was last week, a week and a half ago. Lakers brought him up. He played a couple of good games. Had a stinker against the Phoenix Suns, but that's only one game. Carmelo Anthony played very well against the Bulls. 30 minutes, 7 out of 17 from the field for 21 points. Davis, the rookie. Austin Davis is out. He has an MCL sprain in his left knee. And Kendrick Nunn is still out with the uh, with the bone bruise that he has going. So the Lakers are hurting, just like every other NBA team. DeAndre Jordan, by the way, here's another guy that the Lakers fans, at least the ones on Twitter, man, they just do not like this guy. Now, I, for one, again, would have rather had JaVale McGee. If I'd had two out of these three guys, again, between JaVel McGee, uh, Jordan, and Dwight Howard, I would have taken Dwight Howard and McGee, same two guys that you had when you won a championship in the bubble. For some reason, they went after Jordan, did not go after McGee, but I, I don't think Jordan is a scrub. He played 21 minutes. He had to start in that game against the Bulls, played 21 minutes, four out of five from the field, seven rebounds, not bad. Nine points, not bad, but you're, you're not gonna expect too much out of him, anyway. Anyway, the the Lakers had to call up Shondy Brown. That's how desperate they were. They called up the rookie from Michigan, Shondy Brown, you know, pretty much to fill a roster spot. So the Lakers, they're 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 hurting. They are definitely hurting right now against the Phoenix Suns. They got off to a pretty decent start. You know, in the first quarter, they outscored Phoenix twenty-five to twenty-four. And they were outscoring in the second quarter, only 30 to 27. But, again, that bugaboo in the third quarter came back to bite them again as Phoenix outscored them 31-21. And at that point, it was just smooth sailing for uh, the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker was cooking them as normal, as he cooks everybody. Eight out of 16 from the field, six of 11 from beyond the arc for 24 points. The Lakers had absolutely no answer. Again, LeBron James did all that he could, the king. Mount Rushmore, the the, the quote-unquote GOAT, in many people's opinions, 34 minutes, 13 of 19 from the field. Now, that's the type of game that everyone would love to see LeBron James play. I mean, he came out aggressive. You can tell that he was going to be jacking up the ball all game. 20 field goal attempts, were 19 field goal attempts, 13 out of 19, seven rebounds, couple of assists, couple of steals. 34 points. Westbrook played okay. Shot 50% from the field on 10 of 20 shooting for 22 points. But the Phoenix Suns just has too much. And just like I mentioned in my earlier episode uh, when I was talking about the uh, or the earlier segment when I was talking about the Clippers, I don't think the Lakers have anything right now uh, going against the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors. They, just like the Clippers, will have to have a complete turnaround in order to either of those teams and just like the clippers or lakers will want to get one of the top six seeds you do not want to be a seven eight nine or ten seed playing in that ridiculous play ridiculous play in tournament now as right now the lakers look like a a eight seed nine seed maybe hell some people say like a 10 seed or they, they may not even make the playoffs they'll make the playoffs they will make the playoffs. One good uh, news story that the Lakers have going for them, they do have Trevor Ariza back in the Phoenix game. He played very well. 21 minutes, did not miss a shot. 4-4 four, four from the field, 3-3 three three from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, steady play, 12 points. They're going to need that. Isaiah Thomas, again, though, had the stinker. 1 out of 11, 0 of 6 from beyond the arc, only scored 3 points. But I think Isaiah Thomas will be fine. He's, he's a guy I will want to say that they're going to keep for the rest of the season he is a veteran and you know once he gets his feet wet in the Lakers system I think he'll be fine he's not going to be a guy that okay Isaiah Thomas is going to put the Lakers over the top they're going to win a championship because they have Isaiah Thomas I just think that he's a guy who is a veteran you know he's been through the wars before and he can provide a spark off the bench Every once in a while. I mean, one out of 11, hell, uh, Rajon Rondo could have done that. You know, Rondo against Phoenix, he didn't score any points. 23 minutes or two from the field. So, uh, in minus in 26, by the way, Rondo was. A lot of people think that Isaiah Thomas should take Rondo's spot on the roster. That should be very, very interesting. But, again, the Lakers, 16-16, and 16, kind of, you know, um, Wallowing in in mediocrity Pretty much right about now And the rest of their schedule Now of course they play on Christmas Day Against the Brooklyn Nets That is going to be A very very interesting game I am one of those guys You know everybody likes to throw out their opinion About Frank Vogel Whether or not he's going to be fired Or you know things like that So I have my opinion on that as well Well actually before they even play the Christmas game They play tonight against those same San Antonio Spurs that beat the Clippers. Hopefully the Lakers can keep San Antonio off the boards. So they play them and then you have the Christmas Day game against Brooklyn. If they lose against San Antonio tonight and lose against Brooklyn and lose badly against Brooklyn on the first day of the Crypto.com Arena, hey, it's possible that Vogel may get the ax. You know how it goes in big sports. Fans, you guys know how it go. You can't fire all the players. You know, they, they Palenka has put in all the chips. You know, he's playing poker. He's all in with this team. So, he may be thinking that Jeannie yeah, Buss or whomever makes it the big-time decisions over there. Hell, even LeBron James. Say, hey, it's time for a shakeup. You know, bring in Fisdale. Although Fisdale has coached. He was a coach in the Phoenix game because uh, Vogel is on the COVID protocol himself didn't seem to do much good there. So we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. My next episode that I'll do will be my Christmas edition after the the day after the um, Christmas game against the Brooklyn Nets. So I will have some more content on the Clippers and the Lakers after that. And hopefully again, this COVID uh, issue that I have, I am getting better. It is really, really frustrating. Again, as you can tell, my voice is not... Uh, the same here in this particular episode hey i've been told i sound like donnie simpson donnie simpson on the radio i don't know about all that but my voice uh is not the same so hopefully uh by this weekend this christmas weekend i will have my voice back and uh i will be giving you guys episode number 83 after christmas so with that la fam again thank you for listening I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this show and thank DraftKings.com for being our sponsor. And, L.A. fam, if you don't want to miss any future episodes, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can find L.A. Courtside Pod. Subscribe and make sure that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. So, with that, I want to wish everyone happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all. And until episode number 83, upcoming after Christmas, this is LA Ray from LA Courtside Podcast. Peace. Oh, oh, oh Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Yo, what's wrong with that? Well, I don't know. They're late. Told them the time. Oh, I forgot the day. Man, you did it again. Oh, No. What?